Hallelujah. Waiting on Jesus. Hallelujah. So we see here in our text, we understand that Christ was born. All right? Now, what does that mean? The days were accomplished. Think about that phrase. The days were accomplished. What does the days were accomplished really mean? All right. Now you've got to understand that from the beginning, the Bible says that at the foundations of the earth, that there was a redemption plan that was put into place. So today we're going to, to, to begin to look at what that meant for the people that were involved in and how how this affected those people that were involved. And I believe we're you're, you're hopefully be able to open our minds here of, of, of what this what this really means that the days were accomplished. Glory to God. So we see at the beginning of time, God put this in this plan into place. When when sin came into this world, there was already, hallelujah, a plan in place, a redemption plan in place. Glory to God. You're going to help me here today? Glory to God. Amen. So we see here that, yes, there was a plan in place. So we see that there was... So there was, there was. In other words, there were people that were wait, that were waiting on this to happen. Yes. Hallelujah. There was a, 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 a an expectation that was that was going to come forward here. Everybody had an expectation of what was going to happen. So I want you to take a look at our sermon here today as us having an expectation. Amen? That's that's our theme of the sermon, waiting on Jesus with an expectation. Glory to God. So let's take a look here at, 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 the, different, at the different aspects. When we take a look at this story and we dig in to this story, we find that there were certain ones that this affected. Number one, there was a waiting mother. Yes. Now, how many have ever seen a mother that's eight and a half weeks long? Kelsey's the only one who's seen her. <laughs> months. Did I say weeks? Yeah. <laughs> eight and a half months long. Well, we probably seen them both ways, right? So. What, what do we see at this? Okay, we, we find here in the third trimester that there's literally nothing to look forward to anymore. Right? In the third trimester, we've already heard the heartbeat. We've already seen the, the, uh, uh, the sonogram. Uh, uh, we've already found out the sex of the baby. And uh, the only thing left is the delivery uh, it can't come soon enough. Amen. I mean, in that third trimester, the parents are just standing there waiting. We're waiting on the delivery. When's it going to be? Is it going to be today? Is it going to be tomorrow? Is it going to be next week? Uh, am I going to have this baby two weeks early? I remember uh, with, I believe it was Tucker, uh, me and Man, or maybe it was Hunter. We had had all of our kids two weeks early. So that's just, you know, here was the date that they had set. And we took that date and went two weeks earlier. And that's whenever we were going to have the baby. Because that's the way we had. And you know, every baby comes the same, right? So, you know, it's going to come two weeks before. And so that's where we had it. And man, when that two weeks was up, we were ready. We were ready. And all of a sudden, he didn't come. 
And then we were so disappointed because we were waiting now even longer than that. And we were thinking any day, it could be today. Uh, how are you feeling, honey? Are we ready to go today? Our bags are packed. We're ready to go to the hospital. We're ready. We're waiting. She's waiting. We're waiting. Parents, waiting mother, and so we find she was so disappointed every single day because she was expecting it to be done at this day. So in that third trimester, you begin to see a mother that is waiting. And so what we see in this time is some 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 words that come to mind. I've done quite a bit of study into this here this morning to find some words that, that kind of kind of went along with how women That's are feeling. Nice. How about discomfort? Anybody, any women that have ever been uh, close to your nine months felt discomfort? Did you maybe say, man, you can't, you can't lay down the way you want to. You can't sit the way you want to. You can't walk the way you want to. Come on now. So we see there was a waiting mother here that was in discomfort. Despair. That sounds about right. How about gloom? All right. How about anguish? That means that that's not just a physical thing, but that's a mental thing, too. I looked it up. How about misery? All right. At that point, man, you, you, now I, I had somebody here the other day said that they were talking, they were talking about, I think it was their, uh, uh, their uh, daughter-in-law. I can't remember who exactly I was talking about. But they said that, that she was almost, she was right there at delivery. They said, man, she looks miserable. Man, she just, I mean, she's ready. Every time you look at her face, she's just ready to, to be delivered. So we see here in this, in this time, we had a waiting mother that was waiting on a child to be born. Now, she was looking at Jesus as her firstborn child. She was looking at him as somebody, and you can see this happen, somebody who was going to be traveling, that she was going to raise up and love this child, and she was looking at Jesus Hallelujah. as being birthed, somebody who was going to come up, and we see it at, at 12 years old. Here he is, he's in the temple, and he's doing his thing in the temple, and they're running off, and they have to come back and find him and say, what are you doing? Don't you know you're supposed to be with me so I can take care of you and I can raise you up? We see her also looking at, at him as somebody's going to come up and take over the family business. We see that later on in life as he's a carpenter, the Bible tells us. And he comes up and he takes over. She's looking at him as maybe somebody can help out. She loses her husband and looks at him. So that's kind of her perspective of what Jesus So we had a waiting mother that was looking on a, uh, or looking for a son. Yes. Second of all, we had a waiting kingdom. Come on. We see a different uh, outlook on it now. A different uh, outlook on Jesus Christ, the son uh, of God. We look at him as now the Messiah. Alright, in this first chapter, let me give you kind of an outlook of where we are in the culture at this time. We see a snapshot of how the government was, was uh, uh, setting, uh, or was set up rather, and, and how it affected its citizens. Number one, there was, a, or there was two authorities of government, alright? So we had a waiting mother and then we had a waiting kingdom. In this kingdom, we see the Jews, and that was what they were looking for, uh, the Messiah that, were, that was going to come in and help them uh, in their despair that they were in. They had a Roman Empire, number one, that was over them. So they were governed by an empire, all right? So second of all, they were governed by a Jewish state, all right? So there was two different governments basically working hand in hand. Herod had gotten 
in with the Roman Empire and Herod the Great was now working under them as a Jewish state. He was the king, all right? So we see the government here. Now I could take this sermon and I could begin to talk to you about how that we're living in two governments right now. We're living in the United States of America, but we are also Christians living under the government of God. Amen? Hallelujah. We're to do what we need to do as Christians. The way that Christ looked at them and said, pay your taxes, give unto Caesar what Caesar. We're supposed to do what we're supposed to do under this government. But I want to tell you something. We always answer to God first. Hallelujah. We always make sure that we stay under the authority of God. I can take this and I can tell you how that we need to be obedient to the authority of the government that's over us. As long as that government does not step out of the authority that's over them. And as soon as that, that, that's, that, that we have in God, as soon as America steps out away from the government of God and yes. we begin to have to live out of a gift, then all of a sudden Hallelujah. we cannot accept that citizenship. I can tell you, we can't, we can't accept that citizenship because we must, number one, stay under God's government. Amen. Amen. Yes. We're part yes. of history. Yes. But we see here that we find two different governments here, or two different two different uh, authorities in government that they're under. Now they didn't like either one of them. Hallelujah! They didn't. The, the, the people here didn't want to be under the Roman Empire. As a matter of fact, even the leadership we see uh, uh, the Sadducees and Pharisees and Sanhedrin looking to see if this was the real Messiah. They wanted to know what he was going to do for them. Uh, we've got a we've got a leadership set up that's been set up by Herod the Great. We want to stay in leadership. We'll follow you if you can get us out of the Roman government. But all of a sudden Jesus started saying, no, no, no. What you don't understand is you're running your government wrong too. That's where they begin to rub the wrong way. So now we see these governments that are set up. We had a waiting kingdom. These people were looking for somebody to deliver them. All right, they wanted a Messiah that would deliver them. You know what they were looking for? They weren't looking for a son. Everybody say a king. king. They were looking for a king. Hallelujah. You see, Herod the Great was in with the government. He was, he was, matter of fact, he was sending tribute to the government. You know, he didn't even have to pay taxes. Herod the Great didn't even have to pay taxes. He was in with them. He was controlled by them. Hallelujah. And all of a sudden, somebody is born to where they say, the Messiah is there. So the citizens are looking at a corrupt Jewish state. And they're saying, can you get us out of this corrupt Jewish state? The Jewish state is looking and saying, can you get us out of this Roman citizenship? They were looking for a king that could deliver them from being bound under the Roman rule and under the Jewish state. Yes. So they were looking for a king. Amen. See, the king that they had, Herod the Great, had ten wives. All right, he was known for killing his wives. He was known for killing his children. When somebody would begin to rise to power, he, or, or, or he felt like that they would, he'd just off them. So it wasn't nothing for him to, whenever he heard about a king that was supposedly being born yes. in the city of Bethlehem, oh. he would send out people and start killing people yes. in the city of Bethlehem. I'm going to tell you something, that's yeah, what they God. were living oh, under. Somebody God. was looking for a king 
that can get them out of that rain. So what do we see at the birth of Christ? We see a waiting mother and we see a waiting kingdom. The, king, the coming king, the Messiah, was thought to be uh, the king that would save them from uh, and help them to become a, a, a state again, a kingdom of Israel like they once were before. The Jewish state was open to a savior. They were open to somebody yes. who would rebel against uh, the Roman Empire and overthrow the government of its day and set the Jews free from the Roman rule, from the taxes, from the occupation of Romans in the state of Israel. Hallelujah. That's what they were looking for. They were looking for a king. Who else was waiting for? We see, you see, you see, are you understanding what I'm saying here? The tunnel vision that Mary had on this is a son. Yes. The tunnel vision that the Jews had, this is a king. Yes. But what they didn't realize is that Jesus wasn't coming to be a carpenter just to be a carpenter and, and to take over a business. Right? Amen. Jesus wasn't coming when, when he said that he could build a new kingdom or a new temple. And he, and he said all these things and everybody was like, wow, this is going to be awesome. We, have, we finally have a king. That's going to do what's right. We're going to be out and we're going to be delivered. We have the Messiah now. This is what he's supposed to do. And again, in his teaching, you can see he was so disappointed with that mindset of I'm just a king. He said, I, you, you know, you, you guys think that, that I've come just for the Jews. You guys think that I've come just to, just to deliver you out of the Roman Empire. But empires come and empires go. Hallelujah. I'm not here just to be a son. Oh, I'm not here God. just to be a king. Oh, you need to open and broaden Hallelujah. who I am. Hallelujah. You need to begin to look at me in a different way. It's not about me coming to meet your personal needs. He said, I'm not coming just for a waiting mother. I'm not coming just for a waiting kingdom. But point number three is that he was coming for a waiting
if I could just stop sinning, God's looking at you saying, man, if you could only realize the potential of your life, hallelujah, if you could only realize what I'm capable of doing. All right, move. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, glory. Yeah, we're looking sometimes and putting the name on it. And he said, man, you have no clue what I'm capable of doing. John 3, 16 explains it so well. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I love when we're reading this passage. We see verses 1 through 5 explaining how the government worked. Also that we can understand the reason why that the state of Israel or the state of the Jews or the Jewish state would say we need a king. We see a woman nine months so that way we can look and see her. She was saying I'm, I'm looking for a son. I'm ready to be delivered. All that we also see in John or Luke rather 2.14 where the Bible says oh hallelujah let me, let me, let me go up just a, just a hair earlier as we see that they seen all this, this baby lying in a manger. All all of a sudden, an angelic host worshiped God. Hallelujah. Yeah. Oh, and suddenly there was an angel. All right, there, there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying glory to God. Glory. On earth, peace, goodwill towards me, and on earth. What does he say? He said, Oh, this isn't just bound to a manger. This ain't it bound to Bethlehem. This ain't it bound to the Oh, 
We will do. Now he stands. Just knocking on the sinner's door. He's yeah. knocking on your door. Where yes, he is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, he is. Hallelujah. I'm here. I've been here for 2,000 years. I've been here. Why aren't you letting me into that circumstance? Why aren't you letting me into that problem? Why are you trying to handle it? Don't you know who I am? Don't you? I'm not just the son. Hallelujah. I'm not just the king of kings and the Lord of lords. I'm not just the prince of peace. I'm not. Right. I'm everything. I'm all in all. Why aren't you letting me into your problem? Why aren't you letting me into your circumstance? Why is it that he's waiting, sir? What are you telling me? I'm telling you, he's already come. He's here. He's waiting. Why is he waiting? He's waiting on you. Hallelujah. What's he? He's waiting on you to open that door to that place that you don't want to let anybody. He's waiting on you to open that door to that circumstance. He's waiting on you to open that door to your finance. Hallelujah. He's waiting on you to open that door to healing. He's waiting on you. What are you telling me, Brother Jared? He is come. He has been born. He is here. You can access God. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come and repent. Right. Glory to God. He's not slow with his promises. He's come so that we can have access to him. Right. Here today. So that we can have access. We got somebody in our, in our church right now that's hurting. Like I didn't even dream. Just lost a father, a grandfather, a father in law. Call me this morning, church. Oh, God. So that we got Brother Jerry, my, my children are just crying. I don't know what to do. Telling you, he has already come. He's here. He's born. He waits over. What do you do, Brother Jared? I just like to say, you know, what I preached here in here last Sunday. Lead them to that wrong church. Right. Lead them to what do you say? Access come. He's here. He's born. Oh, he's here, church. He's here. What do you do when somebody says, "Man, I don't know what to do. I, I, I can't seem to." They're crying, but I don't even know what to do with my children. I don't know. They're just sitting here. Oh, I tell you what. Do what I did. I said, "Put me on speakerphone, brother." Put me on speakerphone. Oh, I got you on speakerphone, brother Jeff. I told those little children. Oh, you heard all of those stories. Oh, all those people that had access to God. All those people. All those Sunday school stories. Of, all those people that Jesus helped through every circumstance. 
He's available today. That's what Brother Jared told him. That's what Pastor told him. I told myself, you can have access to him today. Oh, explain it to him. Oh, they can understand. But all in all, I was telling him, oh, all you know, I was leading him to the rock. I'm telling you, the way is over, church. No matter what you're facing or going through, what you do, Brother Jared, we begin to pray. Hallelujah. Begin to feel the power of God. We are no longer waiting for 